His name's Hamburger, and my name's Helper, and this is <laughs> the, the Kickin' Kick Edge Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> I really, I really do like those. They're getting better yeah, each yeah. week. I, I, I enjoy, I enjoy you not knowing what I'm gonna say, and then getting to say it and get your genuine reaction. <laughs> yes, because we always talk about this every day at work. Yes, and I just never know what to expect. Yep, now I gotta keep you on your toes, there, buddy. True. So we actually have uh, quite a fun episode tonight. We have uh, quite a few different things planned that we are going to talk about, uh, including a little quiz that I found where it's just technically simple questions uh, mm-hmm. that we're going to take, and we're going to see who can get the most right. Uh, I think there's only like 10 questions or so. Uh, it's kind of stupid, but we're going to do it anyways. Yeah, so uh, we'll probably just end up taking it together and see if we can get any of these right, probably. But Yeah, uh, uh, I haven't seen them, but it uh, just kind of came across yeah. uh, my Facebook earlier, so I started looking in that. Figured it'd be fun for us to yep. try it out and see. So we got Goofy Quiz, we got lots of cigar news this week, yeah. actually, uh, more than normal, which is cool. And then we are also going to answer some frequently asked questions uh, that uh, actually... Our young Joseph here has a, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Collected over the years, correct? Is that right? What you, would you yeah, say that? Yeah, I mean, I, I basically just um, kind of compiled a list of questions that have been asked on groups, comments, uh, on YouTube, various websites, uh, just questions that kind of go around the internet. And whether you are a new cigar smoker or a seasoned cigar smoker, we're going to give you our opinions and our views on them uh, because uh, I feel like you can never get too many opinions. True. Uh, so we are going to answer some of those. Uh, and tonight, we might as well just hop into what we're smoking. Yep. Why don't you start us off, buddy? What do you got? I am smoking tonight the Cloud Hopper. Again, you guys may not be able to see that. Uh, but uh, the Cloud Hopper is. Uh, by warped Correct. and let me get some let me get some information on this for you that is a blend by kyle gellis mm-hmm. of warped. Kyle gellis of warp shout out kyle. And his brother devin shout out to devin as well uh this is a nicaraguan cigar made in the tobaccos valle de jalapa factory it's binder is Nicaraguan. Its filler is Nicaraguan, uh, Corojo 99, and Criollo 98. And it uh, was released in 2017. And I have not smoked this before, so I'm very excited to try it. What about you? What you smoking on? I have the La Madrina by Dapper Cigar. Uh, I've smoked several of these before. Uh, this is the Toro. And uh, just so I don't trip up over myself, uh, the wrapper is an Ecuador Habano, Mexican San Andreas wrapper, um, or binder. And then it has uh, Dominican Republic and Nicaragua fillers. And uh, just a very good cigar. I really enjoy these a lot. I know, uh, I don't think you've ever had any of these, but these are some that you need to check out. They're very good cigars. Very nice looking wrapper on that thing. That's the first thing when you showed it to me and I noticed was that the wrapper was... Yeah, it uh, does. It has a good appearance to it. Um, cigars are... Dude, I didn't even cut my cigar. You ever <laughs> love when you do that? <laughs> They're pretty spicy. That'd probably help. Now, all that said, uh, not to skip ahead, but 
next week's episode we pretty much already have figured out and we're very excited uh because that's actually our halloween episode so um we already have everything planned out for next week so go ahead and just set that aside excited to bring y'all a halloween episode we're still gonna keep it about cigars but we're gonna have some fun with it might talk about halloween movies or favorite costumes that we ever had or i don't know just fun stuff so we won't um, take it too serious we're gonna do a thanksgiving and a christmas one as well christmas uh because i'm such a christmas uh freak i kind of insist that we just do a holiday the whole month <laughs> yeah christmas episodes the entire month we're both so. pretty much christmas freaks that's one of the first things like we realized we had in common was yeah. that we like freaking love christmas so much so we probably won't go as hard for the halloween episode as we do for thanksgiving and christmas because those are my two favorite holidays by far same all right so right off the draw on this thing getting a little bit of black pepper which is nice um it's got this like very like satiny uh almost leathery um, uh, wrapper uh, that's really awesome. It's almost like, you know how you got like a nice worn-in baseball glove? Yeah. That's kind of what this reminds me of a little bit. Very soft. Yeah, it's got sort of a satin finish to it. Some black pepper, but it's still pretty smooth. Um, definitely feel the pepper on the retrohale, and it does kind of linger on the tongue for quite a bit. Um, but overall, really great initial taste so i hope it uh continues throughout yeah here are good things about those i just bought a five pack uh probably a couple weeks ago um i got the robusta though which is a five by 48 which is kind of interesting to me mm-hmm. um <clears throat> but enough about that i haven't smoked one yet either so look forward to seeing how you uh feel about it but the la madrina cigars um i've never had the toro this is the first time with the toro um but it's just, I mean, it's a killer cigar. I mean, milk chocolate, uh, red pepper, um, some nuttiness to it. Coffee comes through. Uh, sweetness. I mean, it's very like a creamy, almost like a vanilla or like a marshmallow sweetness comes through. I mean, this is a very complex cigar. Um, so pretty excited to see um, so far the red pepper right off the bat, uh, the milk chocolate, the cedar. So hopefully some of that sweetness will come through out in the Toro as well. But very excited because this is my first time with this size, so pretty excited to see how this stacks up. And uh, tonight we're also pairing these with um, a little bit of Basil Hayden, if you haven't seen it up front there, which is a small batch uh, bourbon. And it's pretty good. I couldn't really tell you, like, the notes that I get off, but I mean, I can give you a little... a pretty smooth kind of creamy a little bit of hint of like vanilla in there for me mm-hmm. it's pretty it's supposed to be pretty good uh bourbon i've enjoyed it somebody gifted me this bottle and um to be honest with you i think uh most of the drinking i've done of it i've been too drunk to know <laughs> how good it is but uh explains a lot Definitely goes nice with with what I'm feeling right now. This is, you know, very smooth, kind of creamy. Offsets the black pepper I'm getting from this uh, pretty nicely. So, yeah. Happy with that. Basil Hayden. Of course, we'll, I'll try and leave a link for that in the uh, description if you guys want to check that out. 
uh, as well as the cigars that we're smoking. Correct. All right, so let's start them off. You want to uh, start off with our frequently asked questions? Uh, yeah, we can do that. Okay. So these are a list uh, compiled of um, the frequently asked questions that you got. Are these all from Cigar Society, the group on Facebook, or different groups? Or uh, No. So, I mean, I got these from, I mean, I've been in other groups throughout the years. Um, these questions have been asked in my group, uh, Cigar Society, before. Um, you still see them asked. I see them asked in other groups, you know, Cigars Daily, uh, Nation. I see those still being, you know, uh, asked a lot. Uh, I'll watch reviews and I see them in comments and so forth. And then if you just research online, some of the most asked questions comes to find out that it's typically the questions that, you know, I feel like I asked when I first got into cigars, but still, there's still a big debate about a lot of these things between, you know, even seasoned smokers. So sure. it was just interesting for me um, to kind of look at it now that I'm more seasoned and have been smoking, you know, for about a decade now. Uh, to see, you know, where I stand now versus where I was when I first, you know, Absolutely. got into cigar smoking. Yeah. So, so let's break these down. I'll kind of, uh, I'll read them off to you. I'll let you give your thoughts on the uh, questions, and then I'll chime in with any other additional information I yep. may, might see fit. Sound good? Yes, sir. All right. So, question number one: Should I keep? The and everyone, I feel like everyone says this different, but cello or cello, yeah. I would say cello, right? I say, I say cello, yeah, uh, on my cigar <clears throat> or take it off, which basically is the cellophane, mm -hmm. uh, plastic when you're storing your cigars. Usually, when you buy them, they come in a um, a cellophane wrapper. So, what, what do you, what's your take on should you keep those on or off? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> some, some come with them on, some don't, but. Um, for me personally, I, I typically, I don't really care, honestly. Um, there's, there's pros and cons to both. Um, so for me, if it comes with the cellophane on it, I usually just leave it on there. If mm -hmm. it, you know, comes without the cellophane, you know, I'm not, you know, freaking out or anything about it. Um, if you keep it on, there's, there's always going to be that layer of protection. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, uh, if, if I'm packing a lot of cigars to go with me or something or throw in my case, I typically would prefer it to have a cellophane on it because it's not going to be knocking around and damaging the wrapper of your other cigars. Uh, so there's that benefit to it. Mm -hmm. um, the, one of the other benefits to it as well is if you leave the cellophane on your cigar after years of aging, everybody has probably seen the term yellow cello, uh, yeah. which means your cellophane, which is clear, uh, will turn yellow or brown uh indicating the age of the cigar um which a lot of people especially if you go into a shop uh and they have because i know our local shop uh every once in a while will have some setting out and you can look at the cello and see that it's been aging for quite a while um so generally speaking cigars taste best when they're aged yeah uh, that's also its own debate um so there is that to it um and then also you know it retains moisture longer so if you take your cigar out of your humidor uh, and it's in the cellophane and you go out for, you know, a weekend or something like that, I mean, I always encourage to still, you know, take Bovida or something with you uh, that's going to help control the humidity and maintain it. Uh, but it will retain the moisture of your cigar a little bit easier than with it not being in the cellophane. Yeah. So that right there already answered one of the things about keeping the cellophane off of it. Um, 
these cigars will humidify and dehumidify quicker if the cellophane is off of it. Uh, it's easier to inspect your cigar. I, I frequently like to check out my cigars just to make sure they're not like knocking around. Uh, you want to make sure, you know, mold, stuff like that uh, people run into sometimes. So yeah. it's easier to inspect with it. Uh, and a lot of people think it just looks, and, and I, I do believe in this, but I just don't really take the time to do it, but that your cigars look, it's more attractive looking into your humidor with unwrapped cigars. Yeah, I get that. And I agree with that, but yeah. also, you know, I don't really go through the habit of popping all my cigars out of the cellophane, so it's just too tedious for me, but that is something that a lot of people like. Um, and then, you know, there is, there is the best of both worlds um, yeah. that, that you can look into, and by doing that, when you have the cellophane, uh, neither one of our cigars was in a cellophane, but cellophane has a flap that usually goes under the cigar. It's usually uh, taped under with the price tag. Um, but you can flip it up and it's got a little tail on it. If you cut that cello off at the foot of the cigar, keep it open. That'll still give you the protective, um, layer that a cellophane, uh, offers, but it will also allow some more moisture to come into your cigar, um, with a, with a foot being cut off. So that's yeah. again, just my stance on it. Uh, there's no right or wrong answer for it, honestly. <clears throat> so, you know, don't feel like you have to take it off or you have to leave it on personal preference. You know, yep. my wine adores you know, in a collective mix of both. So, yeah, I have both in mine in my, in my humidor. And, uh, sometimes yeah, I do find that little flap annoying. Cause it get like, if, depending on how I have them stacked, they'll get caught on each other or something like that. So I will snip that from time to time. I tend to just basically, if I, if, if it comes with cellophane, I tend to leave it on, uh, just because I dig into my humidor a lot. And so I feel like I need as much protection as possible. Cause I move my cigars around a lot. Yeah. So, I say if it's on there, I just leave it on. Occasionally, I'll take it off and then end up just leaving it out, and you know that cigar just ends up not having it on there. But I will recommend that if you are in your humidor a lot, like rolling your cigars around and shit, yeah, it's probably best to keep the cellophane on. Yeah, just for that protective layer. I mean, you you wouldn't think that it would do a lot of damage to your cigars, but I mean, you go to pick up a cigar, you know, and like your fingernail clips one underneath of it, and yep. I mean, cigars are very delicate, and it clips the wrapper or something like that. Uh, that's happened to me before, you know, I mean, it's yeah, simple mistake. Yeah, I've cracked so. a couple, you know, the foot of my cigar a couple yeah. times just by knocking it in, you know, and it kind of, yeah. you know, pushes it up against like yeah. the wood of the humidor or something. So, all right. So yeah, that answers, that pretty much answers number one. Uh, should I keep the cello on my cigar or take it off? Um, number two, frequently asked question, is there a proper way to cut and light your cigar? Short answer is yes. Long answer is yes. Yes. <laughs> um, you want me to take a little yeah, bit first yeah, you, here? Yeah, so. you take off with that a little bit. <clears throat> so, yes, there is a proper way to cut and light your cigar. Uh, but there is also, everyone has their own preferred way to cut and light their cigar. Correct. So, I would say the only thing that is incorrect is if you're, like, completely chopping the top flat like right at the wrapper line or even below it um, and just unraveling the cigar to hell. Or if you're just like using like a pin needle thing and can barely yeah. get a draw out of it or something like that. But, you know, essentially, you know, you, you, you want to play around, you want to find your preference. Right. Um, you know, uh, for me, you know, I, I do like a little more open of a draw, a looser draw. So I feel like I get more smoke off of that. 
So, you know, um, I will just kind of get to the point where just before the, you know, the round rounded part starts to bend and I'll typically just clip it right there. Yeah. Half across. So you probably can't see this, but you know, I've got a nice open top, but it's not like (laughs) completely flat and completely right up against that wrapper uh, line so that I'm not unraveling the cigar. Excuse me. But, um, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that's important. Uh, but then there, you know, there's plenty. I'd say of, that's probably the the number one mistake that I see. Yeah. With people is when they cut their cigar, they they cut, and I've seen seasoned smokers do this. Okay, so I'm not nitpicking on on new cigar smokers because I flat topped my very first cigar sure. that I ever smoked. But you know, over over time, you know, I mean, I I take my cutter. I prefer I have a V cut, but I prefer a straight cut or a guillotine cut. Some people call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just skim. Very little. My my object isn't even really to like cut the cap. It's just to skim a little bit off the top, uh, and that's worked for me for probably the last like six or seven years that I've been doing it. Um, before that, I kind of cut. You know, if you ever had like a perfect cutter or anything like that, mm-hmm. just about that amount is what I would usually take off. But I've taken off less since then, just because it's not necessary. But uh, the second mistake that I see a lot of people make is they'll take their lighter. And they'll hold it like so close and just scorch yeah. their cigar. Yeah. Uh, it's important not to do that because it's going to, obviously, it's going to burn your cigar. It's going to just give it, um, I mean, well, I mean, how much can you really elaborate when it's going to burn your fucking yeah. cigar? Uh, it's going to give you bad flavors off of it. Uh, and yeah, you don't want to get all that butane in it and yeah. start to get all that like chemical stuff in it. and. Uh, Plus, you just don't want to be the guy in the shop that everybody looks over and half your fucking cigar, you know, is straight black because you fucking held a quad torch to right. your, you know, petite Lancero and just scorched the <laughs> shit out of it, you know? Yeah, something I recently got, which you guys may have saw when I lit my cigar today, was that I got this, like, dual, it's a jet flame, and then, of course, it's not going to work right now, there it goes, and then it's a soft flame at the same time, so the jet flame, I kind of keep far away from it, toast the cigar up. Then when I'm ready to actually light the cigar, use the soft flame because the soft flame is not as hot as the, well, I mean, yeah, the jet it's flame. Just, it's soft. Yeah. You know. So basically what that allows is that, you know, I can kind of light the middle of the cigar with the soft flame and, uh, you know, puff it a couple of times and I don't scorch the heck out of the, uh, you know, the filler and stuff like that. So, you know, <clears throat> when asking about, I'd say that, you know, while, while, both things are equally important. I feel like you can really, really jack up the cigar more probably with lighting than, than with cutting. I mean, you can definitely do some damage with the cut and unravel the cigar, which you don't want to do. Uh, but sometimes that's kind of, you can kind of makeshift it. But ideally, you shouldn't be doing either. Just a nice right. nice cut. You don't got to flat top it and just toast the edge of that thing. You know, don't get it too hot because you want, you know, you, you want to be able to enjoy the flavor. You don't just want to singe yeah, everything I mean- right off the... Right off the bat. Generally, you want to look for a cool smoke off your cigar. So you don't get that by scorching the shit out of the foot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, and, and you can kind of play around with it. I mean, I know that there's a lot of people who um, like to toast their cigar, uh, which, I mean, you hold the flame away from it at a good distance, and the heat from the flame will just kind of toast the foot of the cigar. Um, but there's a lot of people that are a little too impatient for that. Just depends on my mood. Sometimes I'll do it, sometimes I won't. But for the most part, I I can get it fairly close, but not flame onto the foot of the cigar. 
and it burns perfectly fine for me. I mean, I have a pretty damn good. I mean, it's almost razor sharp burn on this right now. Yeah. So cigars, you know, cutters, lighters, find what you like because there's various cuts out there. There's punch, straight, V-cut, you know, whatever. Uh, lighters are flat flame, single, dual, triple, quad, you know, whatever. Um, but for this general question, it's more technique. So there are wrong ways to do it, but there's also right ways to do it. Um, and if we can get the word out, you know, on how we do it, that it's not, you know, damaging our cigar or affecting our experience at all, you know, we want to share that uh, with you guys. Cause again, I know everybody has their own technique. So there's, yeah. there's the answer to that. <clears throat> like right now, even I'm having had just a little bit of trouble with mine going out probably because we're talking. And uh, so, you know, just touch up the sides. You know, kind of, you know, didn't hit it too hard just to make sure the the burn's nice and even so you're not getting, like, a big canoe, you know, and then just kind of, you know, heat up the the end a little bit, but not too much because it's already been lit, so. Correct. All right, so moving on to frequently asked question number three. And I like this one because I feel like it's it's weirdly controversial. Yes. (laughs) And it is, when should I stop smoking my cigar? What do you think? Well, I mean, uh, technically, I, I believe that the answer to that is whenever you stop enjoying it, which is where it gets controversial because somebody will put theirs out earlier than what you would, and then everybody's just like, oh, you pussy, fucking pick up your cigar, <laughs> yeah, smoke it, you know, whatever. But, I mean, you know, the whole thing with cigar smoking is it's about your enjoyment. Um, for me, I usually hit, you know, right about the band, maybe a little bit through the band is usually when... For me, cigars start burning a little too hot for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's when they start to taste, you know, a lot of the flavor profile goes away. Um, I hardly ever will nub a cigar just because it starts burning warm for me, and I just don't really like the flavors. So, you know, I much prefer that cooler smoke, and I get it, you know, pretty much all the way up until usually the band point for me. Yeah. So that's when I like it. But I know guys who will nub every single cigar they put out. Sure. But we also have a friend. Who's not a huge cigar smoker that <laughs> that would probably put his out right about here? Sure, yeah. Which is why we don't give him good cigars anymore. <laughs> yeah, you always like uh, you always want to have those cigars at like the in the section of your humidor where you're like, these are the ones I'm going to give out to the people who I'm not quite sure, you know, if they're going to really enjoy this whole thing or not. So <laughs> we definitely keep those around for some of our some of our folks. But yep. but yeah, I mean, uh, pretty much just to to echo kind of what you said is really just whenever you stop enjoying it. Put it out. Like there's yeah. been cigars that I'm enjoying so much that I don't want to put down, and I do smoke to the nub. Uh, there have been cigars that, you know, I just get to a certain point. I'm like, I'm done. You know, yeah, I don't feel like smoking any more cigars, so I put it out. Um, you know, some I've seen guys, uh, <laughs> guys all the time on like Twitter and stuff. You know, we'll be conversing about smoking cigars and stuff, and and they'll have like little pins. You know, like little like uh, like almost like needles that they yeah, have, yeah, like they so have they can fun. smoke it. Yeah, like a like roach a clip poker. or something, yeah. you know. <laughs> and that's not for me. I'm not that type of person. Um, yeah. But I have, I mean, I have nubbed, you know, some cigars, and I'm just like, damn, this thing is good all the way throughout. You know, sometimes you're just like really enjoying it. You just don't want to put it down. So, yeah. Quit, well, yeah. Just don't listen to people who tell you that right. there's a certain point you have to smoke it to. That's what bothers me. It's like, just smoke it wherever you want to smoke it. Right. And you know, also that being said, you know, if if I if I have some shit to do or something like that, and I know roughly the, you know, the, the, the window that I have of time to smoke a cigar, 
You know, I'm not going to be like, all right, so, you know, 45 to an hour, I'm going to grab a Churchill. Yeah. Because I'm not going to be able to burn through that and put my cigar out, you know, way earlier than I probably like. So time factors into that for me personally into that question. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, I mean, obviously, you know, I've grabbed bigger cigars and then time rolls on. I'm like, shit, I got to go. And now I have to put out, you know, a $13 cigar halfway through. And I'm not, and this is also controversial, but I'm not the type of guy to relight a cigar. Cause that for to me it tastes like donkey dick. Yeah. After you relight a cigar. Yeah, I mean I think if you're like just it just goes out a little bit on you and you gotta like just relight it right there and you mm-hmm. kind of catch it, you're good. But if you just like straight up let it go out and then like let it sit there, go for, to work and come back eight hours later and pick it up. And <laughs> yeah, light it. no way. Not for me. No way. Not so, for me. Um. So yeah, Sm- smoke it wherever you want it. You know, and if if you do want to relight it eight hours later, and, that, and you're cool with that, that's cool too. But not not us. But yeah, just don't just don't tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, all right. So frequently, and dude, I'm like I'm have like a cold. My voice is all over the place, and I'm it's like, okay. oh, it's, oh, oh. it's funny because I had a cold the first time that we did it. <laughs> I know, right? Our first episode. I can like I almost like can barely taste this, which kind of sucks. But um, it actually I'm still enjoying what I can taste. So, but if you guys hear my like voice cracking like a 14 year old, it's because I. Literally can't breathe out of my nose and have the driest mouth ever. Because his balls just dropped today. Well, that's true. Right Finally in, came off his dad's Right insurance. into your mother's mouth. <laughs> my mom's dead, but that's Because of my dick. Don't. All right. Anyway. So moving on. To, <laughs> moving on to uh, our next question. <laughs> um, okay. Can I smoke my cigars right after I buy them? Or as the term that I enjoy saying is... Right off the truck. Smoke them right, brother. Can I smoke them right off the truck? Yeah. So, a little, <laughs> a little bit of information. You'll, you'll probably see it in Facebook groups and stuff. People will uh, do the abbreviation R-O-T-T, which means right off the truck. There's a lot of people that'll say, um, I'm going to smoke this one rot, which means right off the truck. So, basically, get your cigar... Light it up at the fucking mailbox <laughs> and then go. Can, so, we, can I just disclaimer that like we we have this like I feel like we have this kind of rolling joke of this like what I'm now going to start coining as FGG Facebook group guy or it's just this there's these fucking guys out there. They're all the same. They just say these stereotypical Facebook group things and one of them is like smoke them rot and I love every one of you who does that. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. constant source of entertainment. We're, we're talking about the kinds of dudes who, if you post your cigar and you're like, oh, there's 28 beetle holes in here and there's even beetles on it, they're like, smoke it if you got it, brother. Smoke it if you got it, brother. <laughs> Fuck a beetle. <laughs> Adds flavor. So, so yeah. we like to kind of poke fun at that. So those but. are the FGGs, Facebook group guys. <laughs> Luckily, we do not have that many in my group. No. We're, we try to filter those out. Yeah. I don't know that. I like if I see one, I just enjoy it. I just enjoy his passion, the the passion of an FGG. So, <laughs> if you're an FGG, I fuck with you. Anyway, back to the topic at hand. Can I smoke them right off the truck? So, right after I buy them, uh, I'll explain this the way that I do it. So, if I get ten or more cigars, I'll probably try one. You know, within a couple of days. You know, I mean, I I've never. Uh, grabbed a cigar out of the box and lit it up. Just never did that. Um, I, at the very, very least, like to let it sit in my winador for at least, you know, a couple days just mm-hmm. to, so it can try to acclimate to my conditions. Okay. The reason I do that is because, first of all, you know, you, you get cigars delivered from, you know, a warm place 
in the U.S. in dead winter, and then you go to work, and they come around noon, sitting outside in the freezing cold all day. You don't want to take it out and fucking torch it. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? So I, I do like to give my cigars at least a couple days before I do smoke them if I smoke one right off the truck. But my rule of thumb is, is if I have 10 or more cigars, I'll try one, you know, that's a little bit more fresher uh, just to see how it tastes. Because, you know, believe it or not, I have had cigars that to me taste better newer than they do, you know, with age. Mm -hmm. So, you know, with, with the number thing, if I have 10 or more, I know, you know, it's not like I'm going to buy a single of something that I've really been wanting to try, light it up and be like, Oh, I hate it. No time to age it. You know? So that's kind of my theory on that. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but you also don't really know the conditions of, you know, the warehouse that you got these cigars from or how long they sat there. Sure. You know, or, or anything like that. So that's why, you know, I would recommend, uh, you can do it your own way, but I recommend that if you get cigars to at least maybe a week, let them sit in your, in your conditions in your humidor. So that way they can acclimate to your ideal, you know, humidity, uh, and temperature that you like to keep your cigars at. Well, I'm going to say that the complete opposite and that if you don't, if you, if you smoke so little that you have cigars storing in your humidor, then, I mean, what do you, do you even smoke brother? I mean, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, my, I would agree with you 100%. Although I have smoked some rot as they say. Yep. Um, actually the other day I enjoyed, uh, that Rocky Patel uh 06 oh yeah um Got the... and that was pretty much i think it sat in my humidor for one day yeah because i got those on friday and we watched el camino on, on saturday. saturday and we smoked that and i smoked well, you it, smoked it. Yeah. and i'll tell you what i really like that cigar N you know not not and any... that could be a case of you let it age and you're like smoke it later yeah all right i like these younger you know because i do yeah. have cigars like that and i'll be like you know i'm really in the mood for this cigar and i'll just grab one or two and smoke it younger mm -hmm. Uh, you know, and then yep, problem solved. Yeah, and I mean, I just was like, I really wanted. Um, I just smoked that Oscar Maduro on the podcast. Yes, San Andreas wrapper, and I enjoyed it so much that when those Rocky came in, those are the only other San Andreas wrapper cigars I had, and I really wanted this. I was like, man, I just really want to smoke another San Andreas wrapper and see if it's, you know, see if I enjoy it as much. And that's all I had, so I was like, well, you know, screw it. Let me smoke it. It's only been here a day. I mean, I got them from Fox Cigar. Shout out Fox Cigar. And uh, I hope that they keep their inventory pretty humidified. And they came with little Bovedas in the bag. So I wasn't too worried about it, but I enjoyed it. But then again, there's I have smoked cigars that I bought, you know, straight from a shop that were, yeah. you know, didn't seem to be properly humidified or. No, I mean, my, my thing is I'll go into a shop, buy a cigar and light it up right away. But sure. I mean, they're keeping it. In conditions, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, my thing is when you get it from online retailers, you don't always know. Have these been sitting on a pallet, you know, for right weeks, months, you know, whatever. I mean, hard to tell. Yeah, you know, and you don't, you just, you just don't know. Yeah, you know, and you also don't know. I mean, they go through cigars go through, and I think it's something a lot of people don't realize is cigars go through so much uh, various changes from the time that they're rolled, they're packaged, they're shipped, you know, from you know wherever they're made, Nicaragua, wherever, and they're shipped here to the U.S. And dispersed to several different shops across the, the country. And then, you know, they're shipped off to you. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, they go through a lot of various changes. Yeah. So that's why, again, you know, I just recommend, you know, at, at minimum like a week. You know, if you can't wait, wait a week, you know. 
Yeah, and, you know. But uh, you know, I mean, go find one at your shop where it is. Ultimately, what it comes down to, ultimately, what any of this comes down to is, it, 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 they're your cigars. You spend the money on them. That's you know, you you do whatever you want to do with them. Yeah, everybody finds their own groove of how they want to do things and their own techniques. Um, you know, so just like with really anything else involved with cigars, play around with what what you think because your palate is completely different than mine you may like every single cigar fresh out the box as soon as you open it and that's cool if you, if you do you yeah know, i'm not gonna dog anybody for that i'll right. dog i'll dog you if you cut the motherfucker flat cause <laughs> it's, pro- it's probably my top fucking pet peeve ever yeah yeah we'll probably dog you for that but in a, a little lighthearted, fun way yeah you know sure maybe that's because we're dudes that's what we do we dog absolutely each other. we're douches you said yeah. douches I said dudes, douches, douches, same thing. Um, all right, so, and then we got one more. This was kind of, we didn't know if we were going to ask this one or not, but I like this question, so I'm going to ask it. Uh, what is your humidor recommendation? Oh, I'll start me. it off. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I figured you would. <laughs> um, my recommendation, I guess there's, you know, there's kind of levels to the recommendation on, you know, I guess how kind of serious you're getting but i mean to be quite honest for the longest time i got away with a tupador just fine which if you guys don't know what a tupador is it's a nice tight sealed piece of tupperware uh you know that could hold you can get them as big or as small as you need if you're holding 10 cigars if you're holding 50 cigars you know some of them are you know you can get up to like a cooler you know some people do cooladors can hold hundreds of cigars but yep um, that's for me has always worked. I'm not going to say it's what I'll have forever. I mean, I have that and I have a wooden humidor, uh, that, uh, Joey was nice enough to gift to me when he got his newest humidor. Uh, and I love the wooden one too. I like the cedar, you know, the smell of it, you know, everything like that. But the consistency with the wooden humidors, I did have one prior to this one that, uh, Joey gave me as well. It's just kind of harder to maintain. Um, and I'm kind of the type of person who, like, won't meticulously maintain stuff yeah. to the degree that I should. Right. I kind of like to set it and leave it. And so for that, you know, Boveda, Boveda has never steered me wrong. Slap a couple of those in my Tupador, and that thing is good to go. So, you know, I keep a, a majority of my stuff that I'm not, you know, actively smoking in my Tupadors, and then I keep... You know, the stuff that I think I'm going to start, you know, smoking and rolling through in my wooden humidor because it does look nice and it also is easier, you know, easier to access, you know, with the nice little drawers that I have and all that. So, um, but yeah, for me, can't go wrong with a Tupador. Yeah. Uh, So, I mean, I started out with a wooden humidor uh, myself and then over the years I just kind of transitioned. Uh, I kind of got to the point where I didn't, I, I never really cared about looks, you know what I mean? So, you know, I, I think that one thing that you need to tackle is a lot of people, and I get it, because cigars are artwork. A lot of hardworking hands goes into making these, a lot of passion goes into it. So I think that you should put some thought into how you want to display your cigars. I mean, all of my cigars are kept in my bedroom. Uh, I don't display them out. You know, I know a lot of people that have cigars, like their humidors in their living room and stuff like that. And that's cool. I'm not, yeah. I'm not against that at all. Um, 
but my wife would kill me. So <laughs> I keep everything in my bedroom and I have a cooler myself that I have cigars in and just fill it up with your cigars. I mean, I stack them. You can buy, you know, shells like cedar shells and so forth. Yeah. Uh, to kind of keep it more, you know, uh, organized and then just dump, you know, shit ton of Bovida in there, go online, figure out, you know, how many Bovida, you know, you need per, you know, X amount of cigars and toss them in there. Um, throwing your hygrometer and no, no issues. I've never had any issues with my cold door ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but recently it's probably been about two months now. I'd say, um, I wanted a wine door for quite a while now and I just never bought one, but I found, uh, the CC 100 H by new air, which is a 250, 300, you know, cigar. Um, I probably have about 300 some in mine right now comfortably and I can still fit plenty more. Um, reason I like the wine door, <clears throat> excuse me, is because it, I can set the temperature that I want my cigars to be at. <clears throat> so it's just more maintained. And then <clears throat> I think you're getting me sick. And then because we were making out earlier. <laughs> oh. So uh, anyways, <laughs> so, so I, I'm, able, you all I'm able to set it at my, the temperature that I want it to be at. Uh, and then I bought a Bovida Butler, which is like the size of a key fob. I mean, it's smaller than the Zycar Verano lighter. Um, and what it does is it's your, your hygrometer, but you can do it with an app on your phone and I can check the temperature and the relative humidity of my wine door. So my wine door, I plugged the hole, uh, just so no extra leaks are coming. I mean, it was already plugged, but so no extra air or anything's leaking. I keep it plugged in. I keep it, you know, about 68, 69 degrees. And then my humidity is always around 68, 69. That's typically my preference. Uh, and then I just throw, you know, however many bovidas in there um, and no issues. I mean, my humidity is spot on every time I look at it. You know, it fluctuates between about 67 to 69, which is where I like it. Uh, and then the temperature is just always spot on. So I really like it. And, um, it, it, you know, it looks pretty neat. I mean, yeah, it's nice looking. It's an investment for sure. But yeah, I mean, it's, you know, you're, you're looking to spend, you know, a few hundred dollars on one, but yeah, you know, I mean, in the long term, it, it's so much easier to maintain than a lot of other things out there. You know, I, you get a lot of these humidors that have glass tops or glass fronts. And a lot of times you have to seal those up to make sure there's no air leaking out, make yeah. sure it has a good seal. I mean, this thing <laughs> is a fucking, it's a wine cooler. Okay. So it fucking seals perfectly. And then just the fact that I can set my own temperature and keep it at that, no matter yeah. what. I mean, um, you know, my, my wife and I in the mornings now, because it's getting colder here in Virginia, have been turning our heat up in the house about 75, 76. And then my humidor is set at 68 and it stays at 68. So it's easier to just maintain. So my recommendation is either a cooler, which is cheap, seals perfectly and fits everything that you need. Or, if, you know, later on, if you want to dish out, you know, a few hundred bucks, you know, New Air is the brand that I have, and I highly recommend them. Um, you know, I paid like 200 and like 20, 230 bucks for mine, which is not terrible No, uh, for 300 some cigars. And it's a, it's a cool piece of machine. Yeah, if you can afford it and, and you know, you have the, you need something that to hold high level of inventory of cigars, I think it's definitely one of the best routes to go, for sure. I've checked his out. and. I think it's pretty awesome. So yeah, so yeah, so that wraps up our frequently asked questions. Uh, if you guys have more frequently asked questions or questions you just want to ask, I guess that maybe become frequently asked, uh, hit us up and let us know so we can talk about this again 
in future episodes. Right. Uh, so let's move them on to the cigar news. Um, I am going to start that off with one that I saw that I was pretty excited about. I'm, I'm pretty excited about this yeah. one, too. This one is cool. Um, <clears throat> so if you guys don't know who Nick Offerman is, then fuck you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, Nick Offerman, who plays Ron Swanson, or played Ron Swanson on um, Parks and Rec, which is a fantastic show, one of my favorite shows. I'm sure you'd say the same. Yes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so uh, Ron Swanson, Nick Offerman, um, is getting his own scotch, courtesy of Lagavulin. Which, you're very excited about this because your favorite is Lagavulin anyways. Yes. Yeah. Lagavulin um, is definitely, you know, one of my favorite scotches, if not my favorite scotch. It's probably between that and the Macallan 10-year. Yeah. Uh, which, it's funny, is they're kind of different, but um, I probably lean more towards the Lagavulin because I like really, like, what they call peaty scotches, which they kind of have that, like, uh, campfire taste to them. So, I'm not sure what... Uh, Nick Offerman's, if it's going to be in that same vein, I, I would assume it probably is. Um, yeah, it says here that the, uh, it carries the signature Lagavulin peatiness, yeah. but with extra spices and notes of dry fruit to carry the smoke. So um, I don't know if it has, yeah, it's just called the Offerman edition. And it's pretty cool. I'll put the link up. It's got his face. It's a nice bottle. Yeah, it's a really cool looking bottle. Um, it's got, you know, a picture of him, kind of hand-drawn picture of him looking super manly with his manly-ass beard and stuff. And, uh, I'm just really excited. When we, <clears throat> when we took our trip, uh, up to D.C., uh, Joey and I, and we got, uh, we went to Shelly's back room and we ate steaks and smoked cigars, uh, I purposefully ordered a Lagavulin with all of that, sort of as an homage to, uh, one of the scenes where he's like, eating you know i can't remember where they go but he's like basically turf and turf yeah the turf and turf yeah. where he's like i'm gonna you know it's like a two different steaks and yeah he's like i'm gonna smoke a cigar and and drink this scotch because i'm an american yep. and so i mean i'm pretty pretty much strive to have a similar life to that yeah of course. or at least similar experience so so yeah that's a very cool uh thing that we will look out for and if we can afford it we might drink some on here or if one of you guys is nice enough, or gals is nice enough to gift it to us, I'll send you my that's P.O. Our, box. That's always our preferred method. Yeah. <laughs> totally joking. All right, so what's next? What else we got? Uh, so I wanted to share this one. This was actually released uh, probably, you know, like earlier October. Um, the article actually says October 8th, but uh, I forgot to talk about this uh, last week. But, <clears throat> and I'm not trying to shit shame any brands at all, but... You know, everybody has their brands that they just haven't really been that fond of. For me, Gurkha's just never really delivered, um, you know, in terms of price compared to the construction and the flavors I got out of most of the Gurkha's. Mm-hmm. The Gurkha Ghost is a fantastic cigar. I love that cigar. But a lot of the others that I've had are just not really worth the price point. So, um, you know, that being said, they have a cigar that I'm super excited about. So the Gurkha Nicaragua series is heading to stores. The Nicaragua series by Gurkha is rolled only with tobaccos grown by Aganorsa. Aganorsa tobacco is a huge name in tobacco. We yes. just smoked uh, the Guardian of the Farm Night Watch, which is Max Fernandez's solo project from Aganorsa Leaf. Uh, we have a review of that, which we'll be posting up uh, soon as well. 
And Aganorsa, uh, I mean, there's Aganorsa and Warped are very, uh, they collaborate on a lot of things. So, you know, there's a lot of Aganorsa tobacco and a lot of the Warped products. There's Aganorsa in the Cloud Hopper. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, it's a Nicaraguan Puro. It's on its way to a cigar shop near you. Uh, if your cigar shop is one of the chosen few. The Nicaragua series by Gurkha is made with a Corojo 99 wrapper, two Corojo uh, 99 binders, and a filler mix of Corojo 99 and Criollo 98 filler. Uh, all of the tobaccos were grown by Aganorsa and Agriculture, uh, owned by Eduardo Fernandez. Yep. So I'm pretty excited about that, uh, and we'll probably try to grab those if we can and do a review on them. Because I think it's going to be pretty interesting um, to, to get Yeah, that I'd from, like to give it a shot. Because like you Gurkha. said, some of the Gurkhas we've had, not the biggest fans of. Some we are the fans of. So this sounds like something we could get into. Like you said, the Aganorsa Leaf. Yeah, I mean, this has um, like every kind of tobacco that I personally yeah. like. I mean, it's, it's literally similar. Criollo and Corojo uh, filler is what I'm smoking here in this. And, and this is fantastic so far. So if it's anything uh, akin to the Cloud Hopper, that'd be pretty awesome. Uh, so next is, um, something else we're both pretty excited about. Pappy Van Winkle family reserve goes to retail and adds flying pig sizes. Imagine that. It's just going to eventually make everything in a flying pig on injury estate. I feel like it's just, right, right. it's eventually coming, but it's a fun size. It is a fun size. I personally like it. Um, you know, I like it more in some cigars than others. Um, but uh, this is pretty cool. The Pappy Van Winkle, you could speak more to it. I've got one resting in my humidor that I'm saving kind of for a, a, a special something. I don't know what, a special episode or something like that. So I haven't got, uh, you know, quite on the uh, Pappy Van Winkle hype wagon yet, but uh, I'm still waiting to. Um, but it is kind of cool that, um, that they're going to add the flying pig size and it's going to be released to drew diplomat retailers across the country so i guess if your shop is a drew diplomat retailer which i don't know you do you know what that entails you just have to be a distributor or a certain level maybe I mean, or i know drew diplomat is like an app and it's like members you sign up and so forth um i like drew estate i love a lot of drew estate stuff but i'm not what one would call a drew estate whore um <laughs> you know there's plenty of other brands that I, I much rather prefer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I just, I've never gotten to the Drew Diplomat thing. Um, you know, but, you know, I'm, I'm excited about that. I mean, yeah, the, you do the, like the Pappy though, pretty well, the, right? The Pappy's a very good cigar. Um, I like the traditional a little bit better. Shoot me, I know. But I like the traditional Pappy Van Winkle cigar. Okay. Um, to me, it just, it tastes better. And it just, it, it, it captures, it's, it's one of those cigars that when you, you have it and you smoke it, it just it it encaptures everything that I would want out of a cigar. Yeah, at least a few that I've had. Yeah, so I am very excited about that, and I will try the pig. I'll try the pig. Yeah, I want to try. I definitely want to try the pig. Yeah, see how that goes. They're pretty cool. So, so yeah, that's exciting. So look out for those, and you know, we'll probably we'll probably snack some of those too. I'm sure mm-hmm. at some point if we can if we can get them. Um, so what else you got for them? Uh, keeping it in with uh, the Drew Estate. Uh, I actually saw this today, uh, and this has kind of struck a lot of people, but Fabian Ziegler uh, is leaving Drew Estate. Uh, Fabian has been quite the presence. I mean, you see him on uh, social media all the time, uh, smoke what Fabian smokes, and uh, I love following him. Just an interesting guy. 
Um, so Drew Estate has announced that Fabian uh, Ziegler, director of consumer engagement, is leaving the company to pursue other interests. Huh. Uh, Fabian is a 22-year veteran of Drew Estate who served as an ambassador working on the sales and marketing ends, most recently leading Drew Estate's consumer engagement team. He has also served as a face for Drew Estate's infused cigar business. And uh, that's going to be a big loss. I mean, there's comments. We could post the link. I don't really want to read all of that. But uh, Fabian and, and Drew, um, John, J- Jonathan Drew himself, made some comments about it. Uh, but you always hate to see, uh, well, it's more not a hate. It's a bittersweet thing to see people that you followed over the years kind of pursue other things, you know, selfishly. Yeah. You know, but uh, best of luck to Fabian. And Yeah, we're excited you know, to see what you do in the see future. What he's, what he's up to. Yeah, maybe he'll go start his own deal and still continue to make awesome cigars. So could could be. Yep. Uh, and then I have one last thing to share, unless you have something else. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. So this one uh, I'm very excited about. So Viaje Halloween releases uh, arrive at retailers. Uh, killer brand. They make a lot of crazy uh, cigar blends. They have one um, now coming out called the Full Moon. Uh, three seasonal releases for Halloween have hit retailers this past week since its original release in 2013. There have been several iterations of the Full Moon. The 2019 edition is a Nicaraguan Puro in a 5x58 format, so a little bit bigger, uh, of a ring gauge. The original size of the Full Moon when it was released in 2013 also releases the Full Moon Edition Limitada uh, that features a San Andreas Maduro wrapper over Nicaraguan tobacco, so that's, that's going to be an amazing cigar with the tobaccos that they have in there. It's, uh, it's also being released in the 5x58. Uh, both the Full Moon and Full Moon Edition Limitada are packaged in 25-count boxes. Uh, finally, the Viaje Ghost Pepper has returned. I have had Ooh. those before. Those Ooh, are really good. Yeah. Um, and then the Viaje Ghost Pepper uh, was the second release of the, uh, the, the Pepper series. Mm-hmm. This year's version differs from the original in that it is in a slightly larger format than the uh, original, measuring 5 and 3 sixteenths by 55. It is also being packaged as a white label project release, similar to the release of another Viaje Pepper release, the Viaje GP1031. The Ghost Pepper is presented in 20-count cabinet boxes. Sweet. So if you've been a fan of the Ghost Pepper, uh, I, I personally am. Uh, and I'm looking for some, uh, so they're coming back out and just in time for Halloween as well. If you're looking for, you know, something to kind of get you in the mood for Halloween, they're putting those out. Yeah. And, uh, pretty exciting. Yeah, we might have to, we might a lot, have to consider a lot of that this week, really. If we can come across one of those for Halloween. That'd be cool. But we, we have a couple ideas floating around, so, mm-hmm. so we'll see. So yeah, so that wraps up the news. A bunch of different cool things going on in our industry. We always like to keep you guys up to date on that. <clears throat> there is. I feel like it's important. Um, because, because that's just how we feel <laughs> and don't much. question us. So, all right, cool. So final part of this is just going to be kind of a fun, goofy trivia questionnaire on cigar knowledge. We don't even know, you know, you, you can probably speak to cause you found this. Too. I mean, this was just kind of something you found perusing the internet or i haven't read i read like maybe one or two questions um but i mean i didn't take the quiz but yeah i saw it popped up on facebook or instagram something like that somewhere uh along the lines and i was like you know what this would be pretty pretty fun for us to take and yeah see uh see if we're idiots see, or not. see if we know our cigar <laughs> trivia all right so let's go through this, this is gonna this is gonna be cool i like okay. this 
All right, so question number one. Which is the darkest color cigar wrapper? A, Oscuro, B, Claro, C, Maduro, and D, Colorado. Oscuro. Oscuro, okay. Mm. We, we know that. Oscuro is definitely the darkest color cigar wrapper. All right, so what are the three parts of a hand-rolled cigar? Wrapper, filler, binder. Wrapper, filler, binder. Oh, is that one of the... What's the other ones? Well, they have... So they have wrapper, leaf, label. and Wrapper, filler, label. No. <laughs> label, cover, center. What? No. Wrapper, <laughs> binder, filler. Yeah. It's wrapper, binder, yeah. filler. All right. What is the name of the tobacco grown in the United States that is most often used for a high-quality cigar wrappers? Cuban Seed, Tampa, Connecticut Shade, yeah. or Colorado Red. It's Connecticut, Connecticut Shade. shade yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, that, I don't, does that? Okay. Yeah, I get, I get that question now. Growing in the United States, that is often. Well, it's also a wrapper. Yeah, 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 I get that. I just, it seemed like they made it, they made, almost made it seem like at first that like only high quality cigars have Connecticut wrappers, which isn't necessarily the case, but, yeah. uh, you know, hey. This is a random thing on the on the internet. So, which group of names has at least one member who has not appeared on the cover of Cigar Aficionado magazine? The first category of names, group of names: Rudy Giuliani, Winston Churchill, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's not, it's not that one because Arnold Schwarzenegger has been on, on the CA magazine. Well, it says at least one member who oh, has not appeared. Okay. So hold on, let's get through. Let's get through the here the things here. So Rudy Giuliani, Winston Churchill, Arnold Schwarzenegger. B. In fact, they have all appeared. <laughs> this is kind of weird because you're picking a group. C. Raquel Welch, Sharon Stone, and Bo Derek. I don't know who that is, but that just sounds yeah, fake. Yeah, it doesn't sound right. I mean, Sharon Stone, and uh, I don't know. Okay, and then C. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, and Chuck Norris. I would say the fucking the one with the people that I have no idea who they are. Has at least one member who has not. So you think that Winston Churchill, was Cigar Aficionado around when Winston Churchill would have been on the cover? Oh, I have no idea, but... Because that kind of threw me off as Winston Churchill. I mean, he smoked a lot of cigars. It would make sense if, if Cigar Aficionado existed in his time period, then yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. And then uh, Rudy Giuliani, I have no idea. I know, a, I know Rudy Giuliani is a, a big cigar smoker. He is. Okay, so that makes sense. And we but, definitely know Arnold has. Yes. So maybe not A then. Let's, let's pretend that Winston Churchill could have made it onto a cover at some point. Okay. He probably, like, even, because, you know, now I'm thinking about it, like, they could have put him on post- Post-humanistly, yeah. you know, whatever, they, yeah. however you say that. Um, okay, so Raquel Welch, Sharon Stone, and Bo Derek, or Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, and Chuck Norris. I have no idea if Chuck Norris smokes cigars. Yeah, I don't either. I definitely know Michael Jordan yeah. has been, has, has to have been on the cover, because he was in our episode last year about infamous, or last week about infamous cigar smokers. Wayne Gretzky, though? Maybe? Yeah, see, I don't know. This is a tough one. Let's do that one. Let's do that one. Only because Wayne Gretzky or Chuck and Norris Ch and Chuck Norris. Okay, we'll go with that. Is what I'm feeling. Yeah, I mean Raquel Welch, Sharon Stone, and Bo Derek. 
could be it, but we don't even know those people. So we don't need, we'll, we'll take the best educated guess we can. Number five, what is the finding of the Surgeon General of the United States concerning cigars? Cigars are unsafe, but secondhand cigar smoke is safe. That's not, yeah, that's that's not true. Cigars are safe as long as you do not inhale. Cigars are not safe, are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. No, it's that one. I can tell you that right now. (laughs) You think so? Yeah. No, are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Yes, cigars are definitely not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Well, I mean, I, I guess, I think in comparison, they're probably safer than cigarettes, though. Maybe if it's a... What's the, what's the last one? Uh, cigars are a safe alternative to cigarettes. <laughs> no, it's not that one. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, cigars are safe as long as you I'm, do not... I'm any- saying C. I mean, you can pick whatever. You know, if, if, if you're wrong, then you're wrong, but I'm saying C on that one. Yeah, I think so too because I know that they're. I know the FDA said the two cigars a day is not that bad for you, but I don't know about the Surgeon General if that's associated or not. So we'll say cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. We'll go with that one, but could be B also. All right, six cigars are categorized by their length, and what other measurement? Girth, girth, girth tones. Uh, yeah, the, num- the first, the first thing is ring size it's definitely not circumference it's definitely not weight it's definitely not balance point oh yeah it's definitely yeah. ring size so, i feel uh, like this is almost too easy it's a little easy but you know it's it's uh, it's all in good fun it's all in good fun i gotta relight my cigar here because i'm running my mouth instead of this is one of those moments where it's okay to relight your cigar because you're shooting a podcast and you're talking and you're yeah doing all sorts of other stuff and i'm probably I'm torturing this now, so. All right. Which is not the name of a size slash style of cigar? Piramato, Figurado, Robusto, or Lanza? Piramato. Or Pyromato. I don't know what that, Piramato, something like that. There's Pyramid A. (laughs) Yeah. But not Pyramato. (laughs) There's Pyramid Cigarettes. Uh, Okay, number eight. Who introduced tobacco to Europe? Marco Polo, Christopher Columbus, Lafayette, or Sir Walter Raleigh? Lafayette from True Blood? What a fool. <laughs> uh, honestly, Scratch the whole episode, this guy. <laughs> I'm just honestly, kidding. I have no I idea. I have zero uh, clue, dude. Marco Polo? I mean, I, I, don't, feel, like, I feel like not. I, d- I, d- I doubt it was Christopher Columbus. Yeah. I mean, I almost feel like Walter Raleigh. Sir Walter Raleigh. I've, I don't even know if I've heard that name. I mean, me I don't neither, think it's but... Lafayette. I don't think it's Christopher Columbus. So maybe either Margo. Let's go with Sir Walter Raleigh of Raleigh, North Carolina. No, I don't, I don't know if that's <laughs> where he's from. Uh, okay. Number nine. Is there any way for an American to buy a Cuban cigar legally? A, yes, if it's smoked outside the country. Hey, this is a stupid question already. I don't like this question at all, but let's, for the sake of this quiz, uh, yes, but only if it's made from pre-embargo tobacco. No, it is in violation of the Trading with Enemies Act, or yes, if the money comes from a Swiss account. Obviously, it's D. Yeah. <laughs> if you have a Swiss bank account, yeah, of course, everybody, you can purchase whatever the hell you want. Up. Um, no, I don't know, man. What do you think? Well, the answers are almost too long for me to remember. So <laughs> my mom always said, when all else fails, go with C. But 
But in this case, Which one? trading with enemies act? I don't think oh, that's no, a thing. That I would go with B. Yeah, yes, but only if it's made from pre-embargo tobacco. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, that still technically doesn't make sense. Well, technically, I guess you can buy Cubans outside of the country. Well, yeah, but it says... Is there any way for an yes. American to buy if a Cuban cigar legally? I think both of those are right, because don't they, don't they like say, like, oh, oh yeah, but outside of what country? Outside of this country. I mean, you're still an American. You're just in Europe buying a... I mean, technically, Look, that's I don't right. Know, dude. I, get, <laughs> I get my Cubans from people in the group that know a lot more about <laughs> right. Cubans than I do. I hear you. So, no clue. We did, however, meet a fellow in D.C. from Dubai who said that their brick-and-mortar shops are nothing but Cuban cigars. So, See, that's what I'm saying. If, like, if we went to Dubai, technically we could buy one legally. So, technically, A is correct. Go with that one. So, let's go with that one. Number 10. Final question. You buy a cigar to smoke on your birthday, which is three months away. What are the optimum conditions to store a cigar for that length of time? God, oh, my God. stupid. What are the answers? Yeah, okay. Well, first of all, this is a t uh, super subjective question. I mean, there's not, you know, I mean, there is technically a right, but it's sort of a range. But anyway. Well, yeah, but it's also you know, preference. But, you exactly. Know, whatever. So it's kind, of, it's kind of a difficult multiple choice answer, but. 80 degrees Fahrenheit and 20% yeah. humidity. Fuck yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you want them Beatles. Yeah. And that freaking nice, you know, earthy flavor. If you want fucking super dry ass fucking cigars. <laughs> 65 degrees Fahrenheit and 70% humidity. 40 degrees Fahrenheit and 90% humidity. Or D, cigars cannot be stored for that long. Three months. Uh, 65 degrees mm, and 70. 65 and 70. That is definitely not a hard rule. No. We were talking about earlier. You can keep them at 70 and 70. You can keep them at 67 and 67. 65 and 66. You can, you know, whatever. You know, some people like a drier, you know, humidity a little bit because yeah. sometimes the burn's a little better. Some people say you get better flavor out of drier. Some people say you get better flavor out of more humid. Comes down to that palate. Yep. Best so, tool you have. All right. We're going to submit our answers. All right. Number one. Which is the darkest color cigar wrapper? Oscuro. We got that correct. 57% of players have answered correctly on that one. Number two. What are the three parts of a hand-rolled cigar? Wrapper, binder, filler was our answer. That was correct. No way. 40% people got that wrong. Yeah, 60% of players have answered that correctly. It cannot be in the cigar. Yeah, no. What is the name of tobacco grown in the United States that is most often used for high-quality cigar easy. wrappers? Connecticut Shade was our answer. That right. was correct. 55% yeah. of players have answered that correctly. Again, we don't even know how many people have taken this. But uh, Number four. Which group of names has at least one member who has not appeared on the cover of Cigar Aficionado? Our answer was no Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, and Chuck Norris. The correct answer was, in fact, they have all appeared. So See, like, all I those don't even names, know who the fuck Bo Derek is. Me neither. If somebody knows who Bo Derek is, please comment and yeah. let us know. But, Dude, you know what's crazy to me? Reading that, it says 81% of people got that right. So 40% of people that took this test had no <laughs> idea the three components eight, eight. of a cigar. But 81% knew about cigar fish. You, know you know why I think that is? Because that's one of those basically all of the above answers. And a lot of people, when taking a test, if that they is, see all of the above, true. they that's just choose point. that. That's a good so point. I bet you that's why. Except us. We thought about it too much. Yeah, exactly. Number five. What is the finding of the Surgeon General of the United States concerning cigars? Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. You, you got that right. 90% of players answered that correctly. So I actually print those labels. 
Um, number six, cigars are categorized by their length and what other measurement. We knew that was ring size. That was correct. 56%. Okay, this thing, people apparently get the easiest ones wrong and the hardest ones right. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm number seven, which is not the name of a size slash style of cigar. Piramato was indeed correct. Not a cigar size. Uh, it's a made-up word. Number eight, who introduced tobacco to Europe? We answered Fucking Sir Walter Riley. It is not Christopher Columbus. Yeah, I was thinking maybe that, but that just made too much sense to me. Yeah, why didn't... Okay, so Christopher Columbus found natives in the New World smoking tobacco and brought the product back to Europe for him. The natives had been using the plant for at least 2,000 years. You know, that's funny. For some reason, I thought... I thought that tobacco already existed and that they were searching for more of it. But I guess I was wrong in that. I, that just might be because I haven't been in history class in years. But I don't know. The furthest I go back is like piracy. Yeah. <laughs> in history. Just, yeah. Just, you know. I, thought the, I thought discovering the new world for some reason was about having more area to grow tobacco or something. Let's but, just realize that number nine, if we chose what I said, <laughs> we, it would have been right. <laughs> is there any way for an American to buy a Cuban legally? We answered yes if smoked outside of the country. The correct answer was yes, but only if it's made from pre-embargo tobacco. I think that both of those answers are correct, though. I mean, if you're in another country and Cubans are legal, you can legally buy them. And there's no—let's see what it says. Since the 1962 embargo, Cuban tobacco is off-limits to U.S. citizens even when purchased outside the U.S. Really? Well, how—hold on. How old is this test? I <laughs> Because, I mean, obviously the Cuban embargo has been lifted. And you can buy them now. But, yeah, way, but wasn't way... it put back on sort of a little bit or no? Yeah, but, I mean, I don't know if this is dated at all. Mm-hmm. This fucker just keeps on. One minute it's, like, super lit, and then the next minute, not at all. You are talking a lot. Yeah. I am doing most of the talking here. So, um, number nine, we did get incorrect. I guess it's apparently... Somebody, if, if there's anybody who knows more about that, please, please enlighten us. Because I thought if you went somewhere else... Even if you were a U.S. citizen, you could still buy a Cuban cigar. But apparently this says you cannot. Yeah, so, I mean, none of that really mattered to me. It's like I said, I have people in the group, you know, that I yeah, usually buy we have samplers our ways. or something off of where I have Anas is where I get a lot of my stuff. But uh, And then number 10 was about the uh, storing conditions of your cigar. Uh, obviously, I mean, if anybody, uh, what, what percentage of people got that right? Uh, 64%. All right, well. <laughs> I'll take that. I can understand that. Some people probably think, oh, you got to have them in 90% humidity because they hear the word <laughs> right. humidor and just think yeah. it's got to be humid as shit. But, yeah, no shit. That's um, how you get those beetles. So we got a 7 out of 10. The average score for this quiz was 6 out of 10. Um, I guess we know enough. <laughs> no, we would have got 8. <laughs> yeah, we would have got 8, but <laughs> that was my fault, guys. Apparently, I don't know. Yeah, of course. Just that whole pre-embargo tobacco thing. So crack of shit. I think anyway, they they could put like one tiny leaflet of pre-embargo tobacco in there and that would qualify. Yeah. But, but anyway, so that's it guys. That's the podcast. Um, that's, it for today. That's, that's what we have for you today. Why don't you give them some final notes on your cigar? We'll wrap it up because we've probably been longer than we already planned to yeah, as always. And just FYI, we always plan to keep these 45 minutes or so and then they just run over, but we just have fun uh, talking yeah, about cigars. <clears throat> um, I like the Robusto better for sure uh, of the La Madrina, but the Toro is very good. 
uh, a lot of the same profile the, the the red pepper which i really liked um from the robusto it's died off a little bit quicker here i mean after about the first third i i like switched to a very subdued uh little bit of a black pepper zing but not that spicy red pepper that i like uh, the vanilla sweetness definitely came through, and that's been, you know, pretty consistent. Uh, milk chocolate, coffee, uh, cedar, not so much now, but cedar started out. Very complex cigar. Very good. Uh, burn's been a little wonky, but I usually chalk, chalk that up to us talking and moving around and so forth. Cigar going out, having to relight it, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but if you get a chance, check out the La Madrina uh, by Dapper Cigars. Um, I'd probably give us... Uh, 4.8 out of 5 kick-ass kick donkeys. 4.8 kick-ass donkeys. That's a pretty good score, man. That's a pretty good score. Um, Cloud Hopper for me. Fantastic smoke. Had to relight it a couple times again because we were getting long-winded there. But the burn throughout it was perfect. Razor sharp pretty much throughout. <clears throat> Never really got um, you know, off-kilter. Basically, all my touch-ups were just doing to have to relighting it. Um, you know, like I said, I'm a little under the weather, so my palate isn't like, <clears throat> you know, the easiest thing to uh, uh, hone in on right now. But um, for me, there's this this cigar, really no like sweetness or anything in this for me. It was pretty much um, pretty consistent throughout with some black pepper, a little bit of cocoa, uh, some leather, uh, and some wood notes um, that were really good. Um, you know, it does have quite a bit of that flavor. Like it's, it's a very, um, you know, strong flavor. Draw was really good. Uh, I really like this size. Um, uh, you know, the kind of thinner, uh, ring gauge, smaller ring gauge, thinner cigar. So, um, I'm going to say, yeah, 4.7 kick-ass donkeys out of five for me. Very good. Um, Can't wait to see what rating it gets when you're not sick. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it might even be better if, if that were the case, but, um, yeah, Cloud Hopper from Warp Cigars uh, is awesome. You guys should check that out. And you guys should also check out uh, our social medias, which I completely screw up every time. So I'm going to let Joey <laughs> shout those out to you right now. Where can they find us? You can find us on Instagram at Team Kick Ash or just search Kick and Ash and that'll come up. Uh, you can also find our podcast on Spotify. And uh, we are in the cigar group, uh, Cigar Society on Facebook. If you ever get a chance, you want to join a good cigar group. Cigar Society. Um, you can find me on there and Logan as well, and a lot of other cool guys. Uh, and we just have fun and shit talk each other and talk cigars, and you know it's it's fun. Yep. So check us out. Uh, we record these every Monday, and then they're usually released a couple days after, but they are weekly. And uh, we're just starting to do more filler videos. We have a review coming up as well. We're going to put in there uh, and with our feed, and then of course YouTube uh, is probably one of our biggest platforms right now is all of our podcasts and all of our videos going there as well. So check us out on all those platforms. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm never the one that ends it all. So it doesn't <laughs> so, feel yeah. right. So yeah, check us out there. Um, we got more stuff coming. Reviews are coming up next like Monday. That. Halloween episode. Yes. Halloween. We're excited. Check that out. We got a bunch of cool stuff planned for that. So yeah, guys, with, with that being said, there's really, one last thing to say, and that's have, have a, a kick-ass kick ass day. day. <laughs> if you get up here.